0: Hey leaders, welcome back another episode in Lessons in Leadership. This is your first time joining us. We appreciate it. We are a company dedicated to equipping leaders with the tools and resources necessary to help them be the best versions of themselves. We believe that people are made leaders, not born leaders. Let's get into it. So if you've been joining us, we've, this is a continuation on our four pillar framework that we use whenever we go in and consult or work with any company. um, Our four pillar approach or framework consists of P for people, the people that actually get the job done, the process, the system in which they do the job, the product. And we talked about that can also be a service, but whatever it is that we're offering to the marketplace. And then today's topic is going to be promotion or how do we market and make the uh our future customers aware of that we're here and that we exist so why is this important well this may be one of the most important aspects because we can have the best product in the world but if people don't know about it they're not going to be able to buy it so we have to position ourselves in front of the customer in a way that appeals to them and makes them want to buy the product. So first, what I want to talk about um, is a little bit what people will say is woo-woo, but I think it's one of the most important skills. So outside of being able to build rapport, um, being able to tell a story or paint a picture that engulfs somebody and gets them involved in what you're trying to say is probably the most powerful uh, tool that anybody can use in marketing. So that's kind of what we're going to focus on for the first bit. And then we're going to talk about a little bit more of the tactical stuff. So, what does it mean when I say storytelling? Typically, people want to be involved in something. And we talked about this in our psychology around what causes um, organizational psychology. Uh, teamwork, team behavior, individual behavior, but we, all, we know that all of it stems from some sort of psychological process that people go through. So consumers are exactly the same. They go through a psychological process um, determining what to buy, what to spend their money on. Um, they have the same needs and wants that um, we talked about with employees as far as Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Consumers have the same thing. They want safety. They want security. uh, They want to be, feel love or feel like they're a part of something. And ultimately, they want to be able to have opportunities to sort of transcend and um, self-actualize. So if we can tell a story that gets them engaged and they can uh, become sort of one with our cause, like what we're trying to achieve, um, you know, whether that's, Involving them and explaining our mission vision and values and explaining that or what if it's our Reason for the product what we think it's going to do how it's going to change people's lives the Problem that we're going to solve so if we can just tell a good story about you know Sort of like the hero's journey that we talked about with individuals um, You know, this is where we're at. This is the problem that we're facing. You know, this is the dragon that we have to go fight and this is how we plan to attack it and we want you to sort of join us um you know one of the things like it or not that that i've seen is uh president trump and some of the other people around him he's done an amazing job of telling a story about how the country's struggling you know it's now or never so he paints a picture or tells a story of it's, it's dark times right now, but we need a hero. And then, of course, you know he can say, I'm the hero, or you know, I'm going to help you all do this. And then he gives them a way of, if you choose him, which he's sort of the product, the, the presidential product, I guess. If you choose him, support him, he's going to do this. So that's a real simple way. Like, how can you use that? You can say, I know we're all facing tough times right now, and the economy's tough. But if you were to use our product or join our consulting group, um, we'll help you navigate through this problem and we'll get through it together and we'll show you the skills that you can use to become more profitable. So we've told them the problem, we've told them the solution, and now we're sort of a call to action. Come join us. This is, we'll, we'll do this together. So that's kind of a, a quick a uh, breakdown of how you might tell a story and, and create that engagement. So that's sort of what we call an emotional appeal too. So you're appealing to their emotions. Um, and then inside that, we use more. So, you know, we've talked a lot about the psychology and how to build rapport and the importance of communication. Same thing that we use with our employees. We want to build rapport with people. And, you know, we teach a lot of rapport-building skills, whether it's matching and mirroring, Um, you know, having the same body language, uh, the same verbal language If people are talking a lot about, um, whatever it is that they like. So if they're saying, you know, I hear this and I've heard and, and we can use, they like, uh, we know that they like audible, right? So we can say, okay, well you can, I can just hear it now. If you get this, I can just hear all your friends now saying, oh, wow, look what he got stuff like that. Um, Or if they're saying, I I can't see this, or I just, I'm sort of seeing this, we can know that they like, that they're more visual. So we can say, I can see it now. Or I bet you can just picture this. Um, Or if you can look into the future, right? So we're using things that are speaking the same language that they use to create whatever story they tell themselves about something. And we're trying to influence that to break into how they, how they use their psychology so that we can use that to involve that in the story. So as we're telling the story, we're not just, we're actually pinpointing it. This is where we get more sniper like and pinpoint at that individual and use the words that engage them the most. Um, A couple other things I think to just throw this in is social proof. So once we've done all this work, once we've sort of listened to what they, um, have to say and then pinpoint our story and engagement and then you know we also want to ask questions because questions allow us like we said in the beginning with employees we want to understand the individual how they do what they do why they do what they do so that we can become more sniper about how we attack something same thing why do you want this car what what's the purpose of the car if the person wants the car to haul materials and do work, then they're probably not gonna need a small sedan. Um, same thing, if their goal, if it's a single person and they just want the best fuel economy, they're not gonna want a big truck. So we need to know kind of what what the reason for the consumer, what needs they want. And then once we understand their needs and their wants, then we can really become much more in tune and and, and hone in and fire those sniper shots right at them. We know what they need, what they want. We know their language like they use. Now we're painting a picture. We're, we're painting a portrait just for them, not just a picture that would hang in some you know, uh, museum somewhere and everybody like, this is like a picture for them. This is a story of, about them for them. And then last but not least, I think it's really empower, powerful to use social proof. So what is social proof? Social proof is examples of other people. So you might say like, you know, and some people call this name dropping, but we use it with us, you know, we say, after we've done all this work of getting them engaged, we'll then sort of seal it with saying, and some of our other clients like, and we'll use some big names and, um, you know, to show that there's social proof because people don't want to be like outliers or whatever. So this is the same thing that we're influencers on social media, or TV stars, you know, that's why they're in there because it's social proof that it's socially acceptable, that it's socially desirable. So we want to use something that shows the people that others have made the decision, that other people have deemed this a good deal and chosen to do it. And the more notoriety, like, right. So the, the better the names you can use that people can identify with, or that maybe even they like. So if, you know, if it's a if it's another restaurant that I'm working with or a hotel, I'm gonna to try to say other restaurants and even ones that are bigger and maybe more notable in that industry so they can say, oh, wow, well, if they've used them, then it's probably a good choice for me to use them. Um, so that's, that's, in a nutshell, that's kind of where we're at. Um, I don't wanna to get too deep into the weeds about the actual like creating brand identity and all that kind of stuff when it comes to marketing. I think it's very important that, and that's part of the story because, you know, the first thing is creating a brand around who you are, what you are. So that is important, but we're not going to get too deep into that. We're going to talk just a little bit more broad level. Um, That's what this is intended for, how we can kind of come together and cultivate a plan to get in front of the customer. So... Um, a couple last things I want to talk about as far as our message and painting that picture. There's a few other things we can throw in there for the communication piece. So, and this is what is a, I call magical language. And it's magical because it's kind of like when you hear somebody casting a spell, it's all language, right? They're they're saying specific words that, that cause a spell. So what we're going to do is throw things in our picture or our uh, message that, that we're writing or story we're telling that are going to have even more powerful um, outcomes. So the first is double binds. So if I'm using this and in my world doing consulting, my double bind is going to give them the option, do it now or do it later, right? So, you know, Hey, John, would you rather spend the money now and avoid a lot of the you know, heartache and issues, or spend the money later. Um, see, there's the 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 option is now or later, right? It's not do you want to? It's when are you going to do it? Um, and I always preface this to say, like, it's going to be a lot cheaper to do use us up front than it is on the back end. Sort of like with an attorney, if you're starting a business or something, it's a lot cheaper to hire them in the first place and save you the mistakes that. The costly mistakes in the end. So that's a double bind. And then I also like to use what I call presuppositions, but it just means that it presupposes. So if I say, um, you know, you can, you can, uh, and you know that by using us or by using a product like this, that it's a very intelligent thing to do because, um, or I'll say, because you've chosen to use us or because you've chosen to contact us, it shows that you're a very intelligent person. And because you're so intelligent, I know, right? It's, I know that you understand how valuable this is. um, And you're able to see the value or the return that you're going to get. And as a businessman, I'm sure you are all about making as much money as possible. I'm presupposing Telling them that by using us, it's you're going to make money. By choosing to work with us, it shows you're intelligent. Like So I'm using words that sort of lead them to a conclusion. It presupposes the conclusion. And then last uh, magic words I'm going to use is what we call commands. Now, you know a command like if you tell a dog, sit, stay. But that's a very direct command and that's had to have that will only work if you've had lots of uh, time to work with that dog and teach them so train them i guess so commands we have embedded commands and then we also have direct commands so that's a direct command sit stay it's going to be very difficult if you're just now meeting someone now if i've had time to build rapport i've had time to use a lot of this other stuff um leading up to uh, people that i've worked with for quite a while i can really use direct commands because they have the trust they have the i've worked with them for a while so the direct commands are going to work a lot better and sometimes the direct commands are like john i know you know better than this i know you can do better you need to stop right now or you need to get this done right now um that's sort of like I'm bossing around, but a command is like a very direct, like, as soon as we hang up this phone, I need you to make those lists and start envisioning how you're going to change so that you can start picturing the life you're going to have. Like I'm giving them a command. Embedded commands are sort of secretly almost, and not even secretly, but just sort of very discreetly placed. So... Um, you know, if I'm working with a client and we're talking about they're having trouble, um, they don't like doing a lot of the back office stuff. They want to be a chef and they want to go out and they do all that, but they don't like doing the management or the back office stuff that we know is integral to the success. Stuff is, I'll say like, you know, as you're doing the cooking, you can sort of imagine how by going and balancing your books or by You know, making sure that all your accounts receivable are up to date, it allows you to enjoy the task you're doing uh, more and be more immersed in the cooking because you're not having to worry about what might happen if you don't do that. So by doing it and getting excited to do it before you do your other task, uh, it allows you to enjoy what you like doing a lot better. Or... And usually, I'm a little bit more tactful about how I craft these um, because I'm going in there with that intention, but I'm just sort of giving you some examples, making them up on the fly here. Um, Same thing if I'm using it to sell my personal service or working with a client or coaching. You know, I'll say, now, before you sign, before you sign on the dotted line and, you know, I'm already presupposing they're going to sign and I'm giving them sort of a command as you, before you sign, um, and, you know, before you pick up that pen and get ready to, uh, scribble your name, I want to make sure that you're completely, um, committed to this and, um, you know, I'll know you're committed when I, by how you sound and by how quickly you're able to decide. And so I'm, already sort of leading them they're already thinking okay i'm deciding yes 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 i'm giving them those little commands that are helping to move them along the process so that's why i call those magic words now we're going to jump into some of the different mediums i'm going to go through it real quick before i do one thing i want to say the important thing is as we talk about being a sniper the best thing to do is to sit and meditate on who you want to sell to. Some people call this creating an avatar, so you're creating your customer in your mind, and that's who you need to target. Um, so if we were in going into a wartime, we would say what is a what is the average combatant right? So it's gonna be an eighteen to forty year old male. Um, that's going to, this is what they wear. So now we know the exact person that we're going to hone in and target. Same thing with marketing. So we want to know who we're promoting to and what they like, why they like what they like. So we can get very precise about who we're targeting. Um, and that helps once we've established our brand too. So like if, if my brand is working with restaurant owners, um, specifically like if i do food trucks like you can really niche down and get very specific about who you're targeting what they like what they need uh, food truck operators are going to need very different things than a brick and mortar location <clears throat> because they're mobile they can go places they can do big events um, that's going to create opportunities it's going to create challenges so we have to be able to market directly to them they're going to need uh, items that help simplify their job, so when they're going and setting up they're going to need things that a normal restaurant tour won't need um, but vice versa, the restaurant tour is going to have to depend on foot traffic bringing foot traffic to them and not being able to go to it so that that's that's very important, and I just wanted to pepper that in there that we do need to be very conscious of who we're marketing to um, so the different mediums so everybody's familiar with print media most people say it's dying i agree i don't think that i even i don't even like getting mail i get a couple magazines that are industry magazines that they send to me for free occasionally i will sort of flip through them but i could almost care less Um, i really like uh, social media and or online marketing because one it's easy It's very simple to scroll through my phone. They embed links. So if I like the topic and I want to dig down or drill down on it, I can click the links and go further in depth. Um, It's just a lot more, it's just a lot easier. And people today are just trained to use um, their phones and tablets. Um, Print media is just, in my opinion, not big anymore. I remember the first business I started, uh, it was a service based business. Everybody said, you got to get in the phone book. And, and at that time you did, you had to have a phone book. Some of you young people won't remember, but you had to have a phone book and you had to go to the phone book and leaf, flip through it and try and find the number. And people would try to name their company AA, AAA, because that would rank them first in the uh, alphabetical order of the phone book. Um, and then of course you could pay to have a big ad. So as soon as they flipped through plumbers, you would be the first person. Um, most people, if they need plumbing because they need a plumber because their toilet stopped up or something, they're just going to call the first person they see. Well, nowadays, nobody would do that. We'd go on and look it up and you can instantly see, you know, comments, reviews, all these things. It's so much more efficient online. So in today's time, I don't recommend any form of, uh, paper or print media. There is some aspects with some real estate people. We do some direct marketing Um, with consulting. We do some direct marketing, but that's a very pinpointed um, reason we do that, especially with the consulting um, or uh, we use it because we'll send out a packet. Once we've identified a place and we think that that's a very high probability of being able to secure some clients, we'll send packets and it allows them to look through it. It's, it's got, you know, a lot of in-depth information. And for us, we see value in that. Um, we will sometimes send them, um, if we get them on their our, uh, email marketing, or even if we just get a contact, we'll send them something they can open, and it'll have a, a PowerPoint presentation and stuff like that. And, and I think that's good, too. But there is something to be said about having a nice, um, you know, pamphlet or something to flip through sitting on the guy's desk. Um, but maybe I'm more old school, so I don't know. But um, so digital marketing, I don't think that we have to go in depth. Everybody is knows and is familiar with digital marketing, um, whether it's, you know, blog posts, whether it's ads, you know, Google ads or YouTube ads, or you're just doing organic, right? You're doing it and you're not paying for ads, but it's getting out there. Um, and then there's all the other stuff that we won't go in depth on, but you know, how you rank SEO, search engine optimization, using certain keywords, um, certain hashtags, different things that are helping you to like the phone book example, rank higher when people search. Um, all those things are very important, but social media is two things. One, it's what people are using. So you want to get in front of where people are at. So that's it. Um, Two, like I said, it allows them to, if they like it, they can click on it and go directly to something. So you can create sort of a landing page or you can create a web web page, website, and allow them to go directly to there. Now you've got a lot more opportunity to engage them. Um, So to us, social media and online media is the absolute go-to today. If you're not using it, um, you're probably not relevant in 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 your space. Um a couple other items that are worth noting and this is what I call guerrilla marketing. Guerrilla marketing gets its name from the fighters like if we think in Vietnam and um you know the people that was like hiding down in holes and jumping out or hiding jumping out of trees or just unconventional tactics, right? So they didn't have all the new equipment but they were just like Gorillas jumping out of the you know woods, and um this is sort of like the Indians did when we first came over here. I mean, they were so successful in a lot of their a lot of their uh battles because they didn't do the conventional line up in a straight line and attack the enemy um They actually used camouflage and things like that um I know it's tough to imagine, but they fought smart um so how, how do we use that with marketing? It's going to be basically getting out there and getting the most bang for your buck. Maybe you are printing up some flyers and going out to specific places and putting them up. That'll work on campuses. That'll work in maybe some downtown areas. Um, maybe you're going out and handing out samples in certain places. Maybe you're going to events and networking with people. Um, but it's basically just getting... Get, Getting creative and getting out there and kind of making it happen for lack of a better word, um, doing what you got to do. And then last but not least, once again, the social proof that we talked about, but if you can get out there and you can use, if you can get someone that, you know, that has some recognition or has some sort of brand identity, if you can get them to give you a shout out, that's huge. If you can get your product, them to wear it or to endorse it, that's huge if you can just get on different podcasts or YouTube channels or anything like that, um, that people that already have a good following, it introduces more people to you. And it also gives that social proof that, Oh, well, if these people are like what he's saying, then maybe I should, maybe I should listen. So once again, that's, that's another form of sort of that guerrilla marketing where we're going to use anything we can. We're, we're going to use, we're going to use social media, we're going to do it in the most cheap way. Instead of paying for a ton of ads, we're going to go out and get on a bunch of other podcasts, a bunch of other YouTube videos, a bunch of other uh, pictures with different influencers or whatever it might be. Um, and the same thing, if we're going to use print media, we're going to do it in an economical way and get out and actually hand stuff out, give them things, talk to people. Um, so that's sort of the, the mediums, I think, that are out there. Which one's best? I mean, I used to think blogs were the be all end all because of how versatile they were. I think they're still good, but to me right now, the absolute best places to be on. Number one, YouTube, because it's it's one of the biggest search engines, right? So you got Google, which is probably the biggest search engine. So it's important to have a presence, but it's gonna it's going to pull up anything and everything. So you can have a uh webpage and you can put some blog articles or some just little snippets about your stuff, but that's going to show up. But YouTube is really good because people go on there to look for things. So you want to make sure that you're on YouTube and that you have a presence that when people go to look up restaurant consulting, you pop up or when they look up, you know, how to control food costs, different things like that, you're going to show up and, and they can, you know, see what you're doing and maybe you're offering some free content maybe i go in and do a whole video about how to control food cost how to lower food cost um common common reasons for uh higher than average food cost and because they like that they click on my video about controlling labor and because they like that they click on my video for increasing sales um, by upselling or whatever it is so now i've created this engagement they've bought in, they've, they've become to know me. They've, uh, maybe trust what I'm saying. And, um, I can embed some different links in there that take them to other pages that are going to be able to pull them through the, the different kind of funnel of, okay, free, 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 free information. Hey, here's a free newsletter. Okay. Now I'm going to be able to market to you through email and Hey, here's a program I offer. Um, that's a lot more in depth if you'd like to consider that. And then this whole process that we talked about starts over from painting them the picture, telling them the problem that most restaurants face, painting the picture of how to solve it, um, showing them some of the people that have used this and it's been successful, right? Reviews. Um, and, uh, finally kind of sort of closing it by pinpointing in on them, using those magical words, using specific things and influencing them, appealing to them to sign on the dotted line. So I hope this kind of made some sense. Um, there's lots of other little things that you can do once you get in front of the customer. Like we talked about a lot of times we'll send out something free, um, to get leads, right? So they'll get it for free, but now because we're getting their email address, we can continue to market to them. Um, We've all heard that it's much cheaper to keep uh employee than it is to get a new one. Same with a customer. Once you get a customer that's already uh bought something from you, then it's a lot easier to upsell them on a on a more expensive offer. Um, and it's the same thing. Like, you know, when we work with restaurants, we have a, a system that we use to first get the customer in the door, then we whatever we're offering, maybe it's free desserts, things like that, we do something to sort of get their so get some information, right? Hey, I hope you liked it. If, you, if you'll if you fill this out, uh, we'll get you a free dessert. Now we've got their information to continue to market to them so we can let them know when we're running specials. We can let them know whatever it is we're doing. If we're opening a, a second location, we can do a big email blast marketing campaign. Um, lots of things like that. Uh, feedback's good to get too because now it allows us to uh, sort of judge how we're doing in their eyes. Um, another thing that we'll do once we get people in the door though, is called a loss leader. So it's kind of the same, how we talked about with the online, where we offer a free product. Same thing. Well, once people come in, we may market something that's almost going to cause us to lose money. Maybe it's free appetizers, free things, but the intent is to get them in the door. Now that we've got them in the door, we're going to wow them, right? We're going to over deliver. We're going to get that information to contact them in the future, but we're also going to pull them through. So now they're in, they're getting that free thing. The loss leader is we're losing on the appetizer, but we know we're going to maybe upsell them on an alcoholic beverage or something that we have a huge markup on. Lots of places do this, like wing night at bars. The wings they may lose on, but they're making so much on the the alcoholic beverages that it offsets that. But our system is once we do that, then on the back end, we say, thank you so much for coming in. Here's this for a free dessert. This does a couple things. One, it gets them to come back. So now we've got them in. We've got information and that dessert's going to entice them to come back because they want to get that free dessert. Once they come back in for that. Now, we w- how do we get them in for a third thing? Right. So we want to uh, over deliver. So a brand new customer that comes in with that free appetizer, we go above and beyond. We make it a a memorable experience because we've taught our people that once they get that card, that these are VIPs. Then once they come in for the free dessert, okay, now we want to engage them even more. So the manager's immediately notified that we have a returning customer. They go out there. Typically they've already got the information. So we may go out there and say, Hey, Mrs. Smith or Mr. Smith and then we go in for that third how do we get that person that's come in twice now to come back for the third now we try to create some engagement now we're gonna give them something that lets them know the specials that we have throughout the week right half price appetizers um, two entrees for $20 I'm just giving some examples but we're doing something okay we want you to come back for this And we try to pull them back in so that's sort of a quick down and dirty but now we've created got them in through something free we've got them a reason to come back now we're going to get them in and now we're going to start upselling them now we're going to start really focusing on okay we're no longer going to just keep giving you stuff for free necessarily because we know you like it we've proven that you Uh, we've proven that we're a good choice for your money. Now we want to continue to offer everything that we have. So we want to get you in here for half price appetizers, half price drinks, um, you know, whatever it is, whatever our special offer is happy hour at such and such time, anything and everything that we offer, we want to get in front of them because they're a proven buyer. They like what we sell. So now we want to get them everything we have in front of them. All right. It's been about 30 minutes, I wanna cut this short. Uh, uh, Usually about the 30 minute mark, I start to ramble anyway, so I'm not gonna waste your all's time. If you're interested in learning more about marketing, um, about promoting, or in the four pillars framework that we use to help organizations uh, move forward, get more collaborative, and really just become more profitable, check us out. Lessons in Leadership. Check us out. We're online. We're YouTube, podcast, all social media platforms, um, and all the links are in the, all the descriptions. So thank you for spending some time with us. We hope you got something out of it. Look forward to speaking to you next time. Do me one favor. Get off social media and get to work.